What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Small World Business Podcast. My name is Justin Polzo. I'm here with my co-host. Dan Poku. It's a small world and business connects us all. So buckle up and let's grow together. It's it's been a while. I mean I a long time. Podcast, I didn't talk to you in a while. I haven't seen you in a yeah. while. Yeah, I think since the event. Yeah. So it's been it's been this, a Yeah, you're right. You're right. So obviously lots to catch up on. We'll we'll keep this brief and succinct. Um but a lot of lot of stuff going on since I don't even know the last time we had an episode. I don't even know what the last episode really was. Yeah. But a lot of stuff, right? Right. right. Uh, busy folks, busy folks. First and foremost, let's let's go over the biggest one, you know, the, the biggest thing that we've been well, let's say we, but you have been working on for the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go over it, man. What what was the big life changing moment for you that we're gonna go over here? Oh, it was the the very first event that we had uh, a month or two ago, and so it was it was funny leading up to it. I was like starting to get nervous and you know overthinking everything going into you know that Saturday. But I talked to you know another one of my mentors, and he was like, "Listen, Dan, something's going to go wrong. You can't prevent that from happening." But um, it went better than I had planned for it to go, and so. Um, it was a big, it was a decent crowd. I think like 20, 25 people, if I'm not mistaken. Um, thanks to Matt um, over at AM Fit Mills for providing like the um, observes and little snacks that we had. Uh, so we had that. I um, came with a drink, Shirley's Temple, um, which no one, <laughs> no one had, had any of it. But, you know, I thought it was like a nice little play on words. So had that. Um, had t-shirts made. And so we sh- sold a few t-shirts. and. All the donations went towards, you know, Shirley's Temple and hopefully helping get the first parent into the program here very soon. And so, yeah, it was a, it was a good turnout, good support system, um, raised a good good amount to help the first parent get into the, the program, like I mentioned. Um, but it was yeah, still like mind blowing to be like I still had to like, you know, come back to life and be like, yeah, I just threw like my first event, which is like. It's crazy for me to think of still to this day, but it's, uh, the first of many. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was a good turnout. I I had a good time for sure. It was it was pretty cool because uh, two of the guys that you're pretty close with, Jalen and and I didn't catch the other guy's name. The kind of oh Ricky, yeah Ricky, Ricky. They you know kind of ended things with everyone that wanted to speak having the opportunity to kind of gather in a circle and and talk about you and and. Finally, I was like, hey, guys, like, we're not here to talk about Dan. We're here to talk about the event. We're here to talk about the people we're here to help. Right. Dan, I'm proud of you, but Dan's not a single parent going through this. <laughs> but I-, I thought that was super cool because I think it was like the first opportunity that a lot of folks, myself included, really had the opportunity to just be like, hey, man, you did it. It's real. Keep it moving. So, you know, in the in the spirit of that and with that being said, what's it look like from here? Where, where are you going from here? I've been meaning to reach out and talk to you about it, but I just can't I know. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been uh, intense. And even like that moment of the night was something I needed to like get that energy back and like keep going because, you know, like I've been telling you like along the way, it's been times where I wanted to just like wrap it up and like, you know, not go through with, you know, starting Shirley Simple just because all that goes into it. But that moment and that night when everyone came up and had, a piece of advice or, you know, words of encouragement, 
definitely fueled me, you know, to want to keep going. So it's just a start, you know, from here on out. Um, been actually just finished up a brochure, uh, kind of outsourced that um, to another company, someone I met along the way. So he created a brochure for Shirley's Temple because the one thing I realized is that people like something tangible in their hands, something they can read and see and, you know, pass along. And so just finished that up, um, finalizing that and hopefully have some copies here soon. Um, but from there, I've been working on the screening process. I have a couple of candidates in mind that are interested in going through the program. And so I'm trying to come up with a fair way to kind of vet, you know, each parent and hopefully, you know, get one of them into the program startup next year. Um, and so that's, you know, the other thing <laughs> that that's I've been working on. And at the, at the same time, trying to raise more funds, especially when it comes to the whole down payment assistant, assistant part of the program. Um, so we need like a bigger chunk of change, you know, for that portion of it. So going after some more grants, luckily most of them start Q1 of next year. And so over this break, I plan on just applying to any and every grant I can that kind of makes sense for Shirley's Temple and seeing what kind of comes from that. But yeah, it's just a start. It's just a start. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of good things have been happening, you know, since the event and, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, helping me out. So I have like a small team now. Um, I have an individual like running the social media accounts that we have, um, doing research, you know, on grants and other um, not-for-profits or charities we can pro- partner with. So it's it's been a lot of work, man. It's like having a second full-time job, which is, you know, a lot. But at the same time, I get, you know, that fulfillment, which we talked about a few episodes back from, everything I'm doing with Shirley's Temple. So yeah, yeah, it's just a start, but a lot of good things that have been in the works, you know, so. So you, you mentioned, you know, the first, because uh, I have a little bit of background, but I I don't remember how much we've really gone to it on the episode. There's, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, three or four phases that you're kind of planning through mm-hmm. with the, the program. What does that look like? Go into that a little bit. So yeah. And what that start process looks like. Right, right. And so with Shirley's Temple, I came up with a program design as far as like when we partner and I, I say partner now when it comes to the single parents that we have into our our program, because it will become a partnership to where, you know, they have to give as much effort as we're given because it can't just be like a handout on our part. But uh, like Justin was saying, there is, you know, three phases to the program design. The first phase will be, you know, providing that single parent with a subsidy. And that subsidy is supposed to help them maintain their current living situation. So say if their rent has gone up by like $200 in the last year, then we'll pay that $200 difference to kind of help them stay afloat while they go through the rest of the program. And so that's phase one is that subsidy. Uh, Phase two is a financial literacy course, as well as, you know, helping them obtain additional education if need be. And so if in that phase two, we're going to help them, you know, learn the ins and outs of owning a home, learn the ins and outs of, you know, just being financially stable as an individual. What goes, what all goes into that? Um, helping them with any type of credit restoration. Um, so just really trying to hone in on, you know, the financial literacy um, that's very much needed in today's world, you know, with inflation and stuff like that. So trying to navigate, you know, when things, you know, get expensive, how you kind of, you know, stay afloat as, you know, an individual and especially as a single parent, you know, with only having one income at times, it's tough to support a family. And so 
Uh, phase two would definitely touch a lot on that. And with the, I guess, the educational part to it, um, we want to kind of help them obtain any additional education that they may have, you know, sought in the past. So say if a single parent was in, you know, in a program to kind of like get their degree and had to like drop out for, you know, whatever reason, maybe, you know, they just didn't have the time or the financial resources. And so we want to kind of provide them with the backing to go back to school, get that degree in our hopes of then getting a, you know, a job that would kind of help them sustain a livable wage, which goes into, you know, phase three, which is then, you know, that down payment assistance uh, portion of it. So helping them, you know, find a, the perfect house, I want to say for them, um, a house that they can afford and, you know, providing them with like a, a down payment assistance towards that house. And so, you know, there's three phases, all three are going to require a lot of work, you know, and that's why I mentioned like them becoming a partner once they are enrolled into the program, because, you know, it's going to be, you know, 50, 50, you know, as much work as we're putting in, they're going to have to put in, you know, the same amount, but at the end of the day, um, the overall goal is to help them buy their first home and help them, you know, create that healthy home environment with them and their, their children. Okay. So understand. And, and, you know, obviously very noble work, right. That's right. stuff that's been a long time in the works. So it's, it's good to see it, you know, coming to fruition. I, there, even after that, that first event, it was like, okay, like long way to go from here. <laughs> so yeah. keep working. there's a lot of people supporting you on the, on the back burner for sure. Yeah, need it. Need it. Um, outside of Shirley's Temple, anything else big and groundbreaking since the last episode in your world? Um, just a lot of changes at work. So trying to navigate the changes at work, you know, changes in life, trying to navigate those as well. Um, just staying busy, even with uh, Bubba too. Like we've been, you know, there's been a lot of exposure to Bubba. Uh, we've been doing a lot of things with with them. Um, we kind of took a school under our wing to where once a month we kind of come and host like a breakfast for the boys in the morning. It's a part of elementary school. And so we do that. We have about 15, 20 boys and we'll sit there, chop it up with them, have like donuts, all types of snacks, orange juices, sodas. So they enjoy that very much. And so we've been, you know, hands on with them. And at the same time doing things on the side, whether it be our, like our boys night out or, they recently just took some of the kids to go see um, Black Panther 2. So definitely staying busy with them. Yeah, with Bubba. So just busy all around the board. <laughs> just a busy person nowadays. Yeah, you're working two jobs down there. I know, I know, for sure, for sure. But, you know, that's about it. How about yourself, man? I know you've been crazy busy with, with work and life. So since the last episode, I finally passed my Series 65. So I am a registered investment advisor. Um, doesn't mean take my advice. Doesn't mean invest through me. You don't want me investing your money. Um, but I legally can do it. So that's that's pretty cool. And it definitely helps my job out. Definitely helps my career path out. Uh, so that's that's really beneficial to see that come to fruition, right? Yeah. That, that test has like a 60 or a 70% pass rate. So to be able to... Yeah. Maybe maybe a little lower. I think it's about sixty. But anyway, so to be able to get through that and see that come to fruition, especially in an industry that I know nothing about, well, new, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I when I started my job, I couldn't tell you what an annuity was. 
I literally had to like, we were in training and I had to stop them and be like, can someone tell me what an annuity is? And they were like, we don't really know. It's an insurance product. And they just left it at that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so be able to like step into a whole new, like a whole new industry, right? Something that I never studied, something that I enjoy thinking about because money obviously makes the world go round. So it's cool to think about, but at a very low level, I never thought about investing. I just thought about money. Yeah. So to be able to like apply myself to that, make that work was really cool, really fulfilling, right? It really opened my eyes to a lot of different things. Yeah, and your first time, right? You, 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 yeah. You, yeah so that's I, I, you need a you need a seventy two to pass. I got a seventy six. There you go. My goal was to get a seventy two. <laughs> any higher, any lower. <laughs> Uh, it was funny. My manager actually told me I wasted four full percent. He said, "There's no reason you went way too, you worked way too hard. Uh-huh. Did four percent on that test." So it was, it was good. It felt good. Uh, definitely, like I said, fulfilling. Besides that, just trying to get back in the groove of things, man. I mean that that test really kind of took over my life, as you kind of know. Mm. So you know, I, I've I've been struggling to get back into working out. You know, I I'm a before work workout guy. I don't like working at nine to five thirty and then going to work out after I think it's draining. Yeah. So if I'm going to work out, I got to work up beforehand, but I've been struggling to get back into the sleep cycle to do that. Mm-hmm. Every excuse in the book that I come up with. Right. And I, and I think it goes a long way to show that like even someone that's owned businesses in the fitness world and someone that is still certified as a, as a personal trainer, like I, I still struggle with those things. Yeah. Um, since passing, my eating has definitely gotten better. I'm definitely eating healthier again. There you go. That's helped stuff like that. And you know, for folks that do struggle with that, step one is eating, right? Just just getting yourself to eat better, it'll help you feel better. And then when you feel better, you go work out, right? Mm-hmm. One day at a time at the end of the day. Sooner or later we'll get there. I'll stop making excuses at some point. <laughs> um the other biggest thing, still kind of mulling over, bringing back my personal training company, first tier performance. Uh, have to sit down. I got a buddy of mine, Damien, who we've talked about pretty extensively. Mm-hmm. Still need to sit down with Damien and kind of map out a plan as to what that's going to look like because I do want to rebrand and go completely online. I think we can do some really cool things when that when that happens, but it's a matter of doing it. Right. right. And so I also know that that's a bit of an undertaking because I'm not only going to re-up the LLC for first-tier performance, I also have to create a holding company because first-tier entertainment, what puts out the podcast and what's eventually going to put out a food blog when I stop being a lazy SOB uh, first tier entertainment will also go under that same holding company, just make life nice and easy with filings, taxes, and all that stuff. So I have to figure out, you know, do I want to file it as an S corp? Do I want to file it as an LLC? Mm-hmm. It's, it's an undertaking at the end of the day. Um, and so I want to get the holding company filed first to make life easy for when that first year performance comes back up mm-hmm. for ownership purposes. I want it to refile. A lot of legal mumbo jumbo that goes into it, but for those of you that have owned businesses or, you know, filed a, a 401 uh, C3? 501. 501. 501. It was on my test. Uh, whatever. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, for those of you that have filed those legal paperwork, you know the process. Yeah. It's uh, end of the day, I just need to stop being lazy with it. So that's... Yeah. Step one is, is getting back to stuff like this, right? You know, conversations, yeah. talk about these things and get with people that have done these things and continue to do these things. So, yeah, um, 
one of the other big things I've kind of fallen off with, with listening to podcasts candidly, mm-hmm. my drive to work is about an hour right now. And so what I've been doing when I don't want to listen to music, I actually have audible it's Amazon audiobooks. So I've been getting, get really into audiobooks lately. I've, I'm about two and a half audiobooks in since starting this gone through pretty much all sales books, really. Um, you know, everyone always says if you're in sales, it's, it's a full-time on and off the clock job, right? Uh, you have to be perfecting yourself as a salesman, not only when you're on the phones, but also around the clock. And so gone through a few different ones. They were both fine. But the one that I'm on right now is actually a recommendation from a manager. I think it's called like switch or the switch or something. And it's right. all about changing habits. Mm. It's all about, and he compares everything to like a man riding an elephant, right? Yeah. As the rider, that is your logical brain. That's where the logic kicks in. We all want to make decisions logically, but as a man on an elephant, how much can you really sway that thing? Mm. Right. You can pull the reins all you want and it might slow them down, but at the end of the day, the elephant's going to go where the elephant's going to go. Right. The elephant follows emotion. So his whole point is people make their decisions with emotion and they rationalize it with logic. And it's a big selling thing too. You know, everyone, everyone that's in sales or ever, has ever been in sales knows that. Hmm. So it's, it's interesting to hear someone put it in that sense. Cause then he always goes back to it. Right. It's always in this situation, the writer sees X, Y, and Z. And it, it is, it is really interesting. It, I thoroughly enjoy it. Right. It gives you some different views. And it, like I said, it is called switch. Uh, I would recommend it. I'm about halfway through. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. Definitely pulled some helpful things away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Reading is key uh, for me, as far as books, you know, I've undertaken, you know, reading in the last couple of years, I try to read a book a month, but I uh, just finished the subtle art of not giving enough. Or Mark Manson, which is, you know, a game changer, you know, a lot of key insights. It is, you know, a lot of things you can use in life, you know, a lot of principles that I kind of learned from that book. Um, and it's, I mean, simply as stated, like this, not giving an F about certain things that happen in life. Um, realizing, like, to your point, there's certain things you can't control. You just got to kind of go with the flow in a sense. Um, and just like, you know, just try to find uh, the beauty and those things as well. So definitely a good book to read. Um, another one I'm reading now is, um, what is it called? Uh, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. And it just touches, I just started it, um, but it kind of touches on like how, you know, people let their ego get in the way um, certain times. And so, so say if I'm like a very egotistical person and I don't want help from like someone that's already been through the process, you know, I'm going to cause more harm for myself than just asking that person, like, hey, like, how did you get to where you are? You know, so at times you kind of get in our own way, I guess, is the principle of the book that I kind of learned so far. But um, definitely a good read. So I definitely suggest it to anyone out there. Um, but yeah, still listen to podcasts, you know, especially at work. I kind of need it to kind of zone out from everything that's going on. And so still listen to The, uh, the Great Man Within which is actually ending the end of this year. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, new podcast to listen to. Um, I listen to a lot, yeah. Any of Jay Shetty still, my guy Jay Shetty, a lot of good stuff, a lot of nuggets from him. 
Um, but yeah, those are the two main ones. Oprah too. You know, my girl Oprah has a good podcast. It's about like spirituality for the most part. Um, so yeah, those are like the three main podcasts and the books that I've been trying to get through while working 20 different jobs, it feels like. So you know what's been really interesting for me? This the somewhat new undertaking. I actually wound up deleting all such I did. I drop something every episode. Uh, Never fails. Wound up deleting all social medias, and it's not for the purpose that a lot of people do. Like, oh, I need to clear my head, and I need to do X, Y, and Z, whatever the case may be. And, and I make fun of people, but there are a lot of good reasons to do it. We had a, a firm wide meeting with one of our outside salespersons. Right, so he's one of the vice presidents. Someone that obviously should look up to. He knows what he's doing. He's done it a very long time. Mm-hmm. And one of the comments he made was one of the self-betterment things he did was deleting social medias. It got rid of distractions for him. Mm-hmm. He was like, why do I, you know, I'm making $120,000, $150,000 when he was in my position, not even at his current position. Oh, yeah. Much, much more than that. But, uh, you know, he's like, I'm making that much money at, at 26, 27 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, he finds himself like flexing that social media. Oh, look at the new BMW I just bought. Oh, look at the nice watch I have. And he's like, I'm doing these things just to do them, not because I want them. He's like, I'm yeah. married. I'm married with a kid. He got married really young. He made that point. He's like, like I've got a, a future. I, I don't need to be worrying about what other people think about me on social media. Mm-hmm. So he deleted the socials to kind of get rid of those distractions, right? To really focus on what matters for him. And on my car ride home, I'm thinking about it. And this is literally a couple hours later. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I deleted TikTok. I deleted Instagram. I deleted Twitter. Hmm. And it was funny because literally later that drive, I was at a red light. And I pulled my phone out and didn't even look down. I opened my phone and I opened up the folder where Instagram is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's so ingrained. And just the everyday monotony, if you will. Yeah. And and I've enjoyed it, right? I'm on my phone a lot less. My mm-hmm. phone used to, I used to come home every day. My phone would be at 10% battery. <laughs> I come home now, my phone's at 60%. Mm-hmm. Never on my phone. I'm not on my phone at work. I'm talking to people. I'm enjoying yeah. people. All right. Now, doing this, obviously, I'll, I'll probably have to redownload social media, get a little more active in, in the business side of things. But... I mean, you know, even if I don't use it for personal stuff, right? If I stay out of my personal account and only use it for the business account, but it, it was very interesting, right? It kind of showed me a few different things without necessarily being able to rewire my brain, but it definitely opened my eyes to some different things. So I found that really interesting. Yeah, that's funny you say that because I just deleted, you know, my, well, not deleted, but deleted the app uh, for Instagram and Facebook because kind of like to what you were saying, it was like, for me, I noticed that if I'm working on something like tedious, like whether it's like researching or doing like, um, like reaching out to like different people for like the not for profit, like I'll just, you know, get distracted and like, all right, let me pop on Instagram real quick and scroll. And like, next thing you know, it's like a half an hour to an hour then pass. And you're like, well, I just kind of got away from what, what I was originally doing, which was like that tedious work. And so I've always used it for like an excuse to kind of like get away from what, what I really need to be doing in that moment. And so, like, kind of like to your point, it's like, yeah, it becomes a distraction. So, you know, I decided to uh, delete the app 
And luckily, like I said, when it comes to like the not-for-profit, I have someone running our, you know, Instagram account for that. And so that kind of takes away from that. But like you said, now that we're getting the podcast back up and running, we probably do have to get back on and like at least, but hey, you know, this Sunday episode, whatever it's coming out or, you know, do like that, um, that marketing that we've kind of been doing. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it gets, it gets bad sometimes. And like you were saying too, there's a term to that to where he's like, even though, even though you deleted the app, you still go on your phone and kind of look for it. And I forget the exact term, um, but it's something that's like, it's almost like you said, it's habitual to where it's like, you're so used to doing it that it'll take some time to kind of get away from that pattern. But, but yeah, sometimes you just got to take a step back, man, from social media and just, you know, refocus, recenter. But I definitely feel you on that. Yeah, it's it's been really helpful. And I, I'd recommend it to people, even if you do it for a week. Yeah. You know, you're going to go around bragging to everyone, oh, I don't have social media anymore. You don't need to be that guy. All right. At the end of the day, nobody cares. And and no one cares that I deleted TikTok or Instagram. No one cares that you did. All right. But it helps, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's, personal it's, thing. yeah, it's the little things that you do at the end of the day that kind of rewire your brain for the better. Exactly. exactly. Um, that pretty much covers everything I wanted to go over. Like I said, pretty brief one, pretty succinct. Did you have anything yeah. else you really wanted to hammer? Uh, so going forward, what are you, what are we, uh, what are we going to be doing? Just getting back to it, back to the interviews, back to the, uh, what weekly episodes Yeah, back in the groove. Uh, we'll talk either weekly or bi-weekly, figure out what timing wise works best for us. We both are, yeah. you know, I think we both got busier as life goes on, which is kind of ridiculous, but, right. um, to figure that out, either weekly or bi-weekly episodes yeah. still not on Sundays. It's the easiest day to put it out for us. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, getting back to the interview to the uh the interviews at some point. Yeah. Getting back in the groove, man. I this is something that we both loved and it kind of fell off for a little while. So you know, we gotta start prioritizing stuff again, right? Right, right. Yeah, I can't wait. It's something I always look forward to. So I'm glad we're we're back in the groove. We're getting back in the groove. So um, and then, we always do. Three thousand yeah, yep. about me. Give me a number. Who number twenty three. I was I up. Think, I was up in the two thousands. I was way off. Oh man! Right. Out of practice, you're number twenty three. What is your most marked characteristic? My most marked characteristic? Yeah. I don't know. Is like my most pronounced characteristic? I guess. Uh, I guess you could take it that way, or like I almost take it as like if you're in an in an interview. Mm-hmm. And if they were like, tell me one thing about yourself, what is one characteristic about yourself that I need to know? What would your answer be? That's how I would take that. Okay. So I have, yeah, I've had that question pop up recently uh, and, and I went straight to like, uh, I'm just a hard worker. You know, at the end of the day, I come in sometimes first one there, last one to leave. Sometimes. <laughs> it depends. It depends. Sometimes those mornings are rough, but um, you know that I'm going to give my, you know, 100%, no matter what the situation is, you know, I'm coming, you know, bust my tail, kind of prove myself. Um, so, yeah, just being a hard worker, like all, all around, like even as you, as I just explained, like the 10,000 things I have going on is like, I give 100% to each and every one. So it's like, that's kind of like how I was raised and, you know, seeing my mom and dad kind of, you know, be that you know example for me, like always was one of the things I kind of you know, pride myself on just being a, uh, a hard worker, you know, always trying to, you know, work for the things I want in life. So, 
Yeah, you're not going to get them for free. Yeah, yeah. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I would uh, I would say mine and my answer in interviews is always the same. And it's some, really one of the very few things that I pride myself on. And I always stand by is uh, my authenticity, right? They're really, really, really try my best to not have two sides to me. Right. If I don't, yeah, I'm usually going to tell you to your face. Yeah, true. Um, and and I, I was saying, I think that you could probably vouch for that, right? Yeah, yeah. that's hundred percent true. I was raised, and my dad's the same way. So I was raised to treat the janitor the same way you treat the CEO. Mm. Right. I, I'm not here to treat someone higher than someone else because of their status or because of who they are. Right. Or everyone's equal in my eyes. And so mm-hmm. to have that authenticity is something I really pride myself on. And it goes one of two ways. Some people take it the wrong way when they're on the bad end of it. But I think the majority of people find a lot of respect in it. And the majority of people can really appreciate that because it's, yeah. it's pretty rare nowadays. And, and it's something that I really i am very grateful that I was raised that way. I'm very grateful that. I've been able to pretty much implement that in my life, particularly over the last, you know, four or five years here. Yeah, yeah, no, that's very true. And like you said, like, you know, because when you strip away the, strip away the titles, like you're still people at the end of the day. So yeah, I could be the CFO of, the, of, of a company and still have a relationship with the janitor because we're both people at the end of the day. So it's like trying to meet people like that in that sense is definitely, you know, a good thing, especially in today's world. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, kudos. Uh, all right guys this has been a brief little checkup with you guys brief little yeah. checkup with us mm-hmm. yeah appreciate you guys tuning in this will be out on sunday so it'll be after thanksgiving so hope yeah. everyone had a happy thanksgiving safe travels and enjoy mm-hmm. time with your families yep yep eat a lot of turkey <laughs> all right buddy hey it was good catching up with you let's uh can't wait to get this out on sunday for sure man for sure all right see you guys uh, talk to you later peace